Yeah, hi Peter Sid Greaves, welcome back to the podcast. Um, our Premier Gladys Berejiklian's put us in this, I think, seven-day lockdown, hard lockdown with 5K radius. For the audience out there who are, who don't understand what a 5K radius is, what is it, Peter? Yeah, morning, Stephen. Uh, look, setting the 5K radius, um, that, that means that... Uh, um, you can either travel anywhere in your LGA if you're in Camden, but if you're in one of those uh, local government areas of concern, uh, you can only travel five kilometres for your home for essential things such as shopping. So mm. um, in Camden, you can travel uh, all through your local government area, but if you're in Liverpool, for example, um, you can only leave five kilometres from your home, whether that's within your own LGA or across into other non-LGA uh, of concern such as Camden. Now, my situation, I'm in Brinjali. Uh, my, my grandma, I live with my grandparents, and we. the problem is we have to do our banking going in person because she doesn't have a uh, credit or debit card, uh, and we have to go shopping. Is that an exception as well, if we have to go for an essential service to Norellan Town Centre? That's about 12Ks. Yeah, so that, yeah, it is about 12Ks. Um, look, if you don't have any of those essential services within your own, within your own um, local government area that within five kilometres, then uh, then for those essential things such as shopping and so forth, um, mm. then yes, um, I believe that is an exception. But uh, again, um, just trying to get my head around all those changes that were made on the weekend, mm. um, I'm reasonably confident that is the case, but that would be something I'd like to actually follow up and I can let you know. Yeah, because um, these things are just happening straight away. I'll tell you a funny story. I had my Pfizer vaccine booked with Sonic Healthcare uh, at uh, Waminda Avenue in Campbelltown. They said, we can't vaccinate you, Stephen, because you're from the Liverpool Council area. You need to get a COVID test and return a negative. And I was, I was pissed off about that, Peter. Yeah. So I went and got a... Me, all, me and my grandparents had a test at Campbelltown Hospital. We were negative, but... We just went to our doctor and just got the AstraZeneca instead. You're right, okay. Uh, look, again, um, yeah, certainly if you're in that LGA of concern, I mean, I guess that you're travelling from one LGA of concern through cabs into another LGA of concern. Mm. Um, it kind of makes sense to me that they may want you to have that uh, that, um, mm. that COVID test and return a negative result before you go. They never um, told me. They should have told me ahead of time, Peter. Yes, they should have. I agree. If you're making a booking, absolutely. If you're from um, and a local government area of concern, then you are required to have a uh, uh, a, a COVID test, return a negative result mm. within you know seventy two hours, for example, um, of the appointment. Sonic Healthcare, and it takes them like twenty minutes to get a hold of someone on Sonic Healthcare. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Look, and. Um, are they they're part of the GP network, I would presume. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's um, you know, that's never ideal. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're dealing with. Um, but if you have concerns, uh, and if anyone has concerns with any of the GP network, then by all means they can contact their federal member of parliament. If there's any concerns with the uh, New South Wales Public Health um, testing locations, such as at Campbelltown Hospital. Um, then they by all means can call their local member and we can definitely help them out, raise their concerns um, and to, um, at the very least, ensure those things um, don't continue to happen. Uh, I do know, for example, with a private um, 
tester within Camden some time ago, uh, and not just within Camden, but um, pretty much uh, across the greater Sydney. Mm. Um, but we did experience it in Camden where they were having delays of up to five days for a, uh, a result. Mm. I do know that the New South Wales government provided assistance to them to try and uh, speed up their response times. It, how much would a COVID test cost if, if Medicare wasn't paying for it? Uh, I, I have no idea, uh, Stephen. I really don't. Um, uh, I couldn't even guesstimate, um, so I don't have any idea. Um, but in crisis like this, um, my point of view is, you know, to some extent, um, you got you got to look after public health mm. um, and worry about those expenses at, at a later date. Now, how long is this hard lockdown last? One week, if I'm correct. Well, when we say hard lockdown, the lockdown of the entire New South Wales. Yeah, the five um, kilometre radius. I meant. Well, the five kilometre radius. It's hard to know, but certainly um, the New South Wales lockdown, which includes regional New South Wales, is for one week, mm-hmm. um, going through to I think it's the twenty first of August. Uh, but in terms of this five kilometre lockdown. Um, I, there's there's no way I could say to you whether or not that will f- can, uh, finish on the same date or that is something that they will continue on. You know, at the moment, as you can imagine and as you're probably witnessing, Stephen, is that, you know, this um, the whole COVID rules and regulations um, and restrictions, these are all things that are, uh, you know, are moving almost daily at the moment. So um, I think things will probably get tighter before they actually start um releasing the New South Wales government um, appears to be tying uh, easing of uh, restrictions to um, to vaccinations and uh, you know in terms of that 70% vaccination goal uh, we're, we're likely to hit that at the very end of October which would see uh, you would expect um, easings of lockdown uh, and easing of restrictions um, mm-hmm. particular particularly I should say, uh, for those people that have um, received a double vaccination or even a single vaccination. Um, but at this point in time, again, um, you know, we're not even getting information out, you know, um, to us, um, mm. you know, anywhere beyond 24 hours because it's just such a moving beast at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess um, in the media as well. I've just been switching it off. Um you know, there's people walking around with no mask. I see the police driving past and they don't do anything. I don't know if they're enforcing it or not. Well, they certainly should be. And um, it was probably uh, towards the end of last week where um, um, the commissioner of the New South Wales Police Force, Mick Fuller, mm. um, did speak about the enforcement of enforcing these types of uh, incidents uh, a lot more. Um, and I do know that... Um, uh, for breaches of um, the public health orders, that uh, even over the weekend, those um, those fines uh, for those um, those incidents where there's a breach of public health order um, have significantly gone up. So, mm. you know, up to about uh, three thousand dollars at a minimum and five thousand dollars at a maximum, I believe. So, where you are, you you don't know what what they're going to do next, or if they're going to change anything. Do you get uh, told? No, I don't know. Next, definitely not. Um, you know, I mean, you know, you talk about the media and, um, and in some cases they've been extremely helpful in other cases. Um, they haven't been, I can tell you, a situation in Camden where they've reported for at least the last three or four days that uh, Camden's going into a lockdown mm-hmm. um, and we aren't currently in a lockdown or, you know, one of those local government areas of concern. 
Uh, that's not to say it won't happen, mm. uh, but it just causes, uh, in my view, a lot of um, uh, anxiety amongst the community to it hear does. day in, day out that we're going into uh, into a LGA of concern, which to this point in time hasn't eventuated. It may happen at 11 a.m. this morning, I couldn't tell you, but um, uh, at this point, you know, certainly if we're reporting for days, just causing anxiety amongst the community, where up until this point has been unnecessary. Yeah, because our Premier's been saying, oh, to all the school kids get vaccinated, yet the government's got a short supply of the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah, no, the vaccine is only those kids who are actually living in those local government areas of concern. Yeah. Those, um, I, I think it's uh, those 11 uh, local government areas and those 12 suburbs of Penrith. Um, so they will get, the, they'll be, at least be offered um, the vaccination um, uh, before they sit their HSC. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll be sitting, those those local government areas of concern will be sitting the HSC from home. Um, but that, getting those other students vaccinated in places such as Camden, for example, or anywhere else where they're not a local government area of concern, uh, there's certainly no, um, um, no imminent news with regards to vaccinating all year 12 students, for example. Mm. Yep. But, you know, I can, you know, you can reiterate that, um, AstraZeneca is available, mm-hmm. um, and uh, there is large numbers um, of supply uh, for any of those um, those um, those adults, you know, kind of age from eighteen um, onwards, um, who can get the AstraZeneca if they so wish. I did. I, I was fine, but um, are you, have you been vaccinated yet? No, no I'm, I'm double vaccinated. So um, good on you. I, uh, I think seventh of July was my second shot, so I've been voluntarily vaccinated and. Um, yeah, and look, I understand that some people don't want to get vaccinated. I would just encourage those, you know, uh, where it comes to um, they're able to do so, it's safe for them to do so, I would encourage those people to get vaccinated, absolutely. Do you agree with Gladys's decision to put us in a hard lockdown or was it a bit um, harsh? Because I, I feel it's a bit harsh. Yeah, look, I can imagine. And look, certainly as time goes on, um, you know, there's a lot, uh, a lot of... Um, more people in the community gradually that, um, you know, are, are, are suffering not only financially but emotionally as well. And mm. uh, it's, it's never easy to make that decision. Uh, but the uh, health advice that we have been receiving consistently says that we need to reduce mobility. Um, and uh, I think it was only a matter of two or three days ago where we'd had the worst uh, record of uh, COVID cases in a day. Mm. Um, I, I certainly think that... Uh, at the time, it's the right decision, uh, but I think certainly we'll see some easing, certainly for those people who have been double vaccinated. Mm. Um, and uh, so it, it's some incentive to others, as again, I say, if, if it's safe for them to do so, that they may want to consider getting vaccinated. Yeah, it just sucks. I can't go and get a haircut and support my local barber, you know. Uh, well, absolutely, it's, you know, and uh, while the government is... Uh, providing um, support packages to all, all types of uh, as individuals, as uh, micro businesses, and there's uh, small and medium businesses. They're all getting financial support. Mm. Uh, whether that uh, is enough, um, you know, yeah, that's up for each individual business to make their own decision on that. Uh, but um, yeah, look, Stephen, I'm the same. I can't even, you know, um, <laughs> in being in a uh, just a, a normal um, local government area, uh, which isn't um, an area of concern at this point. I can't go and do any of those things as well. So, um, 
you know, this is just another uh, thing where we say we're all in this together. Mm. We're, all, we're all suffering from uh, um, not being able to get out and about like we would like to. Um, and certainly little things like haircuts and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, we're all in the same boat. Now, I notice you're not working from home or you you working from home? No, 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 I'm not working from home. Um, I'm in the office and um, um, so is my team and uh, we're all wearing masks in the office, uh, as, mm-hmm. as you can see here. Um, obviously, I'm on the phone and I'm talking, so I can't wear that. Uh, but I've got my office doors closed um, and uh, while the team was certainly um, doing a lot of work here and um, if we were our essential workers, but if we weren't here, and messages and uh, and responses to uh, constituents in the Camden electorate wouldn't be attended to, and um, you know we, we're here to actually provide um, all the information to them, uh, mental assist them wherever we can help. Yeah, it's definitely a weird time for everyone, Peter. Um, I just want this to end. Yeah, look, I, I, you're not the only one. Uh, I, I certainly want it to end as well, uh, and I think. Um, the way we're certainly heading is that uh, the way out of this will be vaccination um, because until that happens, um, you know, we're talking about the end of October, as I said, uh, before we, we, we should see some easing of restrictions, whether it be those local government areas where there are very few cases um, or whether it be um, those people who are, um, have been vaccinated, they're full vac- fully vaccinated. Uh, so... Look, it's, uh, it's really hard to know. I know I wrote to the Minister um, for Health, Brad Hazard, the other day with regards to um, a lot of people in the Camden electorate, which includes people in Liverpool, mm. uh, the western Liverpool, uh, in suburbs like um, in, like uh, London, uh, like um, uh, Greendale, like, um, what, Brinjelli and others, Rossmore and so forth, that... Um, that because they've had very low cases, if any cases of COVID, that they should be um, in the same way that um, Liverpool, some Liverpool suburbs didn't get locked down. Um, my recommendation was, and uh, what I was asking was that they be um, be removed from that electorate of concern, or sorry, rather that local government area of concern, um, to being a uh, more on a suburb based, mm. given that. Um, you know, Western uh, Liverpool is a long way from Liverpool CBD. Yeah, and to like someone up 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 in the health department is stuffing things up too, not telling anyone. Uh, yeah, can you? Um, I, mean, I don't doubt that might be the case, but what example are you referring to? Like my uh, my example, I had an email from Sonic Healthcare confirmed. You know, and it's just, you know, wasted my time going to Waminda Avenue and being told, no, we can't jab you. Yeah, so so that is in actually New South Wales Health. Not them um, questioning um, any errors potentially made by New South Wales Health, but um, because they're part of the GP network, mm. um, that's information coming from the federal government. It's not a matter for state. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been hearing that some of the doctors in Liverpool uh, yeah. won't see you until you have a COVID test before going in. Uh, sorry, won't vaccinate you. No, won't won't see you until you get a COVID test that returns negative in Liverpool. Right. In, in Liverpool, yeah, well, that, that may be the case. That certainly may be the case. Um, I'm not aware of that. I haven't heard that. But again, as I say, in the Camden electorate, which takes in mm. uh, a number of suburbs in Western Liverpool, they're potentially not even getting um, 
um, tested because they're they're so remote in the sense that um, you know they're on five ten acre properties um, and you know they're, they're not really getting out and about. Um, so there's you know they, they may not be experiencing any symptoms and therefore may not be getting um, tested as frequently, for example, as those that live in and around the Liverpool local government um, area um, and near the CBD or close as close as you get the close you get to the Liverpool CBD. Yeah, uh, who knows where we'll be next year, you know? I would, I'd like to hope that uh, next year um, things will be very different. Um, and I say that, uh, again, because of that um, that percentage of vaccinations that uh, are expected to occur over the course of the next two to three months. Um, so, um, you know, we, we, it's believed that obviously that uh, on current trend that New South Wales will have 70% vaccinated uh, by the end of October uh, and then certainly before Christmas we'd have 80% vaccination and, and typical with any vaccination, whether we're talking about COVID or even flu shot vaccinations, uh, you typically want somewhere between 70 and 80% um, of the um, the herd, as they call it, uh, immunised and, and that is basically something that actually um, protects the community at those high percentages. And clearly, you go higher than that, and that's more, uh, um, you know, more safety and uh, more reassurance for people in the community. You know, you look at England. There's there was like a full crowd at the cricket, and they got like. Fifth- uh, well, was there? What was that for? Uh, cricket. They're playing cricket uh, in England, and because their population's fifty percent vaccinated. You know. Is it like Inglewood somewhere? No. Oh, uh, no, England, London. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's right. Um, and, and certainly they, you know, we're going through winter and they went through their winter and they had a lot of, uh, of vaccinations. Mm. Um, certainly um, that's one thing that I could, uh, could impress upon people down in the southwest Sydney. Um, and I can't give you specifics about local government area because it's just classified as southwest Sydney, which includes uh, the MacArthur region. Uh, and other suburbs like Liverpool and, uh, and Fairfield and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we do have a low rate of vaccination, mm. um, which is interesting because um, those local government areas concerned, like uh, Fairfield, like Liverpool, um, their testing numbers have been phenomenal. Like they're, they're, um, and that's why I would say the Premier continues to praise them. Um, Fairfield have consistently been over 1,000 people per 1,000 people of the population getting tested on a daily basis. Um and they're huge numbers, so um, it does surprise me that they're not also getting vaccinated. Maybe a good time to promote the fact that we've now got a, a new um, vaccination, uh, mass vaccination hub in Macquarie Fields. Uh, so, yeah, very close to Inglewood. Um, and uh, I can encourage people that, as I say, we're safe for them to do so. You know, after consideration potentially with their GP, um, that they get vaccinated as soon as they can. You look at America, they've got the Johnson & Johnson and um, they're just giving a single shot and now they're going back to all the sporting events and living like they were pre-pandemic. Will Australia... Yeah, that's where we need to be. That's certainly my view. Um, and we do not only do we have um, ample supply of AstraZeneca um, and I understand, obviously, that there's hesitation for many people for that. Um, but, uh, you know, and we're getting more and more supply of uh, Pfizer, particularly starting... Um, in the, coming in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, and I believe um, Moderna is expected to be uh, approved potentially later in the year. So mm. that will provide another option for people. Um, and when we get to those 
um, certainly at a state level um, and then a national level, certainly as we get towards that, you know, that 80 plus percent, um, then I would expect that things like that may um, may be available um, by the end of the year, certainly uh, you hope in the early parts of next year. Will Australia get the Johnson & Johnson? Uh, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm fully aware of the Johnson & Johnson. I'm not certain whether that he's coming to Australia or not. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, potentially uh, that is a federal government matter, so I don't know uh, particularly what Scott Morrison has been saying about it, but I do am aware that Moderna is coming. So The only problem with Australia, Peter, is we've been very slow to vaccinate. Uh, look, we have. Um, there's no question about that. Um and, you know, certainly, um, you know, we had a manufacturing facility for AstraZeneca, mm. but as concerns came out from AstraZeneca um, from um, ATAGI, which is a uh, representative uh, working group, um, you know, that certainly caused more concerns. And uh, there were a few cases certainly in the, in the press where people died from um, from AstraZeneca through uh, similar things to blood, blood clots. Mm. Um, but I do know that ATAGI have now kind of reversed their... Uh, um, their view on AstraZeneca, but I think potentially in a lot of the, in the confidence of a lot of people's minds, the damage has been done. Uh, I think if um, AstraZeneca uh, didn't present some of those problems, we would certainly be far more ahead because, as I said, we had a production manufacturing plant in Melbourne for AstraZeneca. So, um, you know, we're getting in more and more supplies of Pfizer. Um, so, look, yes, it's been slow. I think the fact that AstraZeneca uh, hasn't been taken up uh, broadly uh, is one of the reasons that we look at um, as to why it's not that done. But on a positive note, certainly those 70 plus and uh, and so forth, a large proportion of those communities are, I think, above 70% already are, are fully vaccinated mm. um, or certainly at least single, single vaccinated and you'd expect in most of those cases that would be AstraZeneca. Yeah, well, look, my GP said it was safe to do it, so always listen to your GP. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's the advice that we now got, that it is absolutely safe to do it. But if people have concerns, I fully get it. Um, I just encourage them to have a conversation with their GP. Mm-hmm. But where to for you? So what are you working on during the lockdown? How are you keeping busy? Uh, well, certainly the lockdown itself is keeping us extremely busy. Um, but no, no, I'm still, um, you know, uh, working towards delivering all of my commitments, uh, you know, already looking at, um, you know, potential uh, infrastructure and service delivery that we can do um, post the, the next state election. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very lucky in Camden, we've, I've had uh, either all of my uh, commitments uh, have already been delivered, are in the process of being delivered, uh, and in some cases been exceeded. So uh, Leppington, for example, we promised 350 additional car spaces. First day I got into Parliament, I spoke to the Premier about it, spoke to her and suggested that that wouldn't even get rid of half the backlog that was parked on the streets. So uh, there is a commitment um, for a 1,000 um, space, mm-hmm. ad- additional spaces as a multi-deck car park. Uh, and that is uh, probably only a matter of a couple of months away from being open. So um, once people return to work, uh, and we have to be positive and believe that we all will return to work, um, then that will be there waiting for them. So that's um, that, in that case, that's been exceeded. So given there were also a couple of commitments that were made uh, prior to me being elected, um, they have both now been um, 
uh, been funded in this year's budget for completion. Mm. Uh, they may not complete this year, but they've been funded um, over this year and um, following years to make sure they're completed. Uh, but yeah, so I'm now looking uh, beyond uh, these next couple of uh, years and looking towards, uh, for example, Spring Farm Parkway. Um, we have we've had stage one of that fast track, which is the uh, Menangle Park side of um, the Spring Farm Parkway. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already spoken and uh, corresponded with the Minister for Transport about fast tracking um, the Camden side of uh, of that. So that'll provide a a fourth link uh, mm-hmm. between Camden and Campbelltown. Um, and uh, that's very important. Um, you, know, you know, other than that, we have the, uh, you know, what we used to call the Aerotropolis, and we do have the Aerotropolis, but we have the airport landing. Mm. Uh, we've got Metro coming down from St. Mary's to uh, to Brinjelli, which is uh, the new city where the new city of Bradfield is. Uh, and so that's another one of uh, uh, making sure that we get that infrastructure down, making sure that uh, we're providing, um, I'd say we provide a lot of road infrastructure um up in that area, linking um, that area to Camden. We're also, um, you know, we're looking at rail as well, um, extending that uh, from Ridgelly, uh, you know, linking up with uh, Lippington um, and potentially at some point in, in the future, well, not potentially, I would say almost certainly at some point in the future, coming down and linking through um, Oran Park, New Orleans, and all the way through to MacArthur. So uh, lots of things happening, um, you know, uh, as I say, lots of time being spent on COVID, but you know, there's also you know, business as usual hasn't really stopped. So, mm. you know, we're st- I'm still talking to ministers, you know, uh, talking to ministers about getting high school delivered uh, in our area, um, and, and uh, lots of other things. So, yeah, it's very busy, but uh, we never complain because this is what we put our hand up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, there going to be a train station in Oran Park in the future and all yeah, the way to Brindley? Yes, so. Uh, the, the idea is, so we have the, the metro, which is coming down from St. Mary's mm. uh, down to um, in Brinjelly, just north of uh, of Brinjelly Road. Uh, that's in the what used to be the Aerotropolis Core, which is now the new city of Bradfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next stage of that will be linking Leppington um, to, to that um, by going all the way out to almost out to Northern Road and then coming around to uh, the Brinjelly to uh, the city of Bradfield that'll link up with the that um, that Western Sydney Metro that I spoke about, um, and then the following stage of that will be taking that down uh, through Oran Park, um, to, through uh, to Norellan, um, and then through to Macarthur. So once then, so once they get to um, once they get to uh, Oran Park, they'll then be tunneling all the way to Macarthur, and once those things go on the ground. They won't. Be, they don't take them out. They'll just keep going until they land at Macarthur. Yeah. Thank. Look, Peter, it was a great episode with you today. Always great having you on the podcast. Yeah. No. Great. I'm always happy to have come and uh, and uh, let you know we're up to with everything. And uh, you know, I just hope that uh, yourself and other people are looking after themselves in this difficult time. Um, and uh, if they have any concerns, um, they are always more than welcome to contact my office. Uh, whether it be about financial package support, whether it be about their own mental health and uh, what what um, what services are available to them um, and what programs are available, um, you know the government was doing our best to make sure that we're uh, you know kept lockdown as, as short as possible, but provide support to people during the course of the time. Sweet.